TII item 410, October 17th, 2016, iOS 10.0.3 and 10.1 beta 4. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Golly! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who I am. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Please visit HelloFresh.com and use promo code TII to save $35 off your first week of deliveries. Today's episode is sponsored by Texture. Go right now to texture.com slash TII to get your free trial. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Colin for sending in the music here in the background. Colin wrote, Hi, Rob. This piece of music was built entirely in GarageBand on my iPad and iPhone. Even the ambient sounds were recorded with the mic on the earpods directly into the GarageBand sampler. Best regards, Colin from Sydney, Australia. Well, thank you, Colin, for the music. And folks, I will put the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to thank Debbie for sending in the artwork for today's show. Debbie wrote the following. Hi, Rob. I am a new listener and enjoying the show and information. I'm submitting my first fall photo taken with the native camera app on the iPhone 6S and updated to iOS 10. Edits in Snapseed. Regards, Debbie B. Well, thanks, Debbie, for sending in this very festive and fall artwork. And folks, you can see Debbie's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 410 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also as a standalone post in VIP's section and of course at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at Today in iOS at gmail.com and please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote, quote, If the markets spit up Apple and Android devices for their inability to meet business users' needs, RIM stands alone or will. On January 30th, 2013, and the days that follow the BlackBerry 10 launch, as the company ready to embrace them, this is an unprecedented opportunity. As a result, 2013 could be an amazing year for RIM, unquote. Rob Enderly, CIO, 31st December, 2012. Mind you, Mr. Enderly was predicting good things for BlackBerry at the end of 2012, beginning of 2013. Ouch. It was pretty apparent for quite some time by then that BlackBerry was dead. As bad as Mr. Enderly is at predicting the future of tech, it is amazing that even still today, a lot of people follow what he says, especially whenever it's negative about Apple. For promo codes on episode 409, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the app Let's Pick It. If you are interested in winning a promo code for this app or want more info, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 409. A quick reminder, if you are an app dev or iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60 second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or the author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. And if your app is free, you can always send in that recorded 60-second or less audio review and we'll play it somewhere else in the episode. Apple today, October 17th, released iOS 10.0.3. And if you're saying, hey, wait, my iOS device is not seeing iOS 10.0.3 available for download. Rob, are you sure? Yes. Yes, I am. As 10.0.3 is just for the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus iOS 10.0.3 fixes a bug with cellular connectivity issues with the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, which included losing cellular connectivity for small periods of time, which when you're trying to do anything would make it seem like long periods of time. Verizon users in the US seem the most affected by this issue, but it was reported by users on all carriers with LTE and not just in the US. Users around the world were reporting short outages, quote unquote, for LTE connections as well. And, well, this bug is supposedly now squashed with 10.0.3, again, only for iPhone 7 and 7 Plus users. Last Monday, Apple released iOS 10.1 Beta 3 to devs and later in the week to public beta testers. As with Beta 2, it seemed the biggest change is bug fixes and stability improvement. Apple also released last week new betas for other devices, Watch OS 3.1 Beta 3 and TV OS 10.0.1 Beta 3. 
For my new iPhone 7 Plus, I had been running iOS 10.1 Beta 3 since it had been available, and it seems to be running pretty well for me, or ran pretty well for me. Battery life, without really trying yet to optimize for battery life, has been good. On Friday, I did a day trip to Denver and back. On that day, I had 9 hours and 35 minutes of battery life and 16 hours standby. That was with 3% battery life remaining. I used my personal hotspot for my laptop that day, and it chewed up 36% of my battery life. 20% went to YouTube, 36 minutes of YouTube on screen, and 19 in the background. Hmm, don't remember doing that much on it. 15% went to phone for 1.7 hours of use, 6% to mail. So really, personal hotspot really skewed things. Back in September, on the 20th and 21st, I ran my two-year-old iPhone 6 Plus off of the battery to see how long a life I could get with it. I was able to get eight hours and 43 minutes of battery life with 30 hours and 47 minutes of standby time. That saw 30% of the battery life going to the mail app and the phone app chewing up 20% of battery life. I am going to try another experiment with the iPhone 7 Plus this coming week where I run the battery all the way down, but don't use the hotspot and see if life is a little bit better on the battery then. The two takeaways per these two experiments is one, a two-year-old iPhone 6 Plus still is getting great battery life, and two, a new iPhone 7 Plus with a really heavy usage day and no real battery optimization tricks also had pretty great battery life. So I was pretty impressed considering I hadn't done anything yet on the iPhone 7 Plus and I was running the hotspot and that really does chew up your battery. Also earlier today, October 17th, Apple released iOS 10.1 Beta 4, both to devs and the public beta testers together. If you were already on Beta 3, Beta 4 is a pretty small over-the-air update. Interestingly, Apple on the beta side did not update watchOS or tvOS as they did last week when 10.3 for iOS was released. So beta 4, as near as I can tell, is just bug fixes and stability improvements, but most likely beta 4 for 10.1 has the same fixes for the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus. They just didn't want to release it just partially and have multiple betas. So I think they just did a quick update and maybe squashed a couple of other little bugs. But I think the biggest reason for the 10.1 beta 4 update was to fix the connectivity issue for the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus. No real way to show or prove that because, well, Apple in their update more documentation for betas not really specific on which bugs they're squashing. Hi, Rob. This is Emiko from Iowa. Just calling in with a um, little trivia about Japanese word for out of focus or portrait mode effect. The word is bokeh, not bokeh, like flotular and lots of photography people mispronounce it. E is always et in Japanese. So Japanese rice wine is sake, not sake. Just wanted to let you know. Looking forward to listening to the next show. Thank you. Bye. Amiko, thank you for sending that in. And when talking about the new iPhone 7 Plus, without a doubt, the biggest change is the dual cameras and the newest effect feature available is the bokeh effect. Thanks, Amiko, and I hope I got that right, bokeh. This new effect will make you start taking pictures of anything and everything to see it close up and in focus, but with the background out of focus, and well, it's really cool. Of course, you do need to upgrade to 10.1, which right now is still just available as a beta. But assuming you have upgraded to 10.1 beta X, well now beta 4, you need to remember this. Be respectful of your social media followers. Don't start posting pictures of anything and everything with the bokeh effect. I just don't think your social media followers want to see a box of Imodium AD with the bokeh effect. Just because you can do it, does not mean you should do it. Speaking of your iPhone 7 Plus and the betas for 10.1, if you have the iPhone 6S Plus or earlier and you are upgrading to the iPhone 7 or 7 Plus, and if you are doing an upgrade from a backup, note this. If your earlier iPhone is running iOS 10.1 Beta X, then when you go and set up the iPhone 7 or 7 Plus from the backup, iTunes will stop you and say, you need to upgrade the out-of-the-box iPhone 7 or 7 Plus to the same version of iOS as your phone you are backing up, which is what happened to me. 
So first I needed to upgrade to iOS 10.1 beta 3, and then I was able to set it from the backup. So again, if you're going to upgrade to an iPhone 7 or 7 Plus from a backup, make sure the phone that you're backing up from is not at 10.1 beta. If it is at 10.1 beta, then you're going to need to upgrade your iPhone 7 or 7 Plus to the 10.1 version. And then you can do the setup from a old backup. But before I did any of the setting up of my iPhone 7 Plus, I did put on my Utomic Bumpies. They are the black and they look great with my jet black iPhone 7 Plus. Or really, I should say, they are barely even noticeable, which makes them look great. If you are in the U.S. and want the Utomic Bumpies, go to todayinios.com slash Utomic. As I said, that is if you are in the U.S. As well, here is an email to explain more. Hi, Rob. Just to give you a heads up, I've listened to you talking about the bumpies for your phone over a long period of time at this stage. So when I got the new iPhone 7, I decided I would try them for myself. I tried the link you gave in your podcast, but couldn't order them. So I sent them an email. Sadly, they do not at this point ship outside the U.S. I know you have a large audience far beyond your shores, so I just wanted to share this information with you for future reference. Keep up the good work. Regards, Brian Mitchell, Galloway, Ireland. Ryan, thank you so much for that, and sorry about the issue. Folks, if you are in the U.S., go to todayinios.com slash utomic, and you can get your bumpies. For those outside the U.S., you're going to have to find a different solution. Now, so far, knock on wood, I have not had any scratching of my jet black iPhone 7 Plus. I guess I should actually knock on the wood. And I really do like how it looks, especially with the bumpies. I like the coloring and everything else, so I'm glad I don't have a... A cover on there I'm covering it up I think it's a really really good looking phone for using the phone for the last week it's been pretty rock solid for me I really haven't had any issues with it works great very fast very snappy getting used to 3d touch the camera is phenomenal I mean just incredible on the camera so yes taking lots of extra superfluous pictures uh, because you can and you want to but it really is a really nice camera is the camera alone worth the upgrade from the 6 Plus? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. In my opinion, yes. Yes, it is. If you are on the 6S Plus, is it worth it? If you have kids or a puppy, yes. Yes, it is. If you're not much into taking pictures, maybe not so much. But for me, with a puppy and kids, yes. Yes, it is. What is my, my experience with regards to the headphone jack or lack thereof? There's a couple times I've missed it. Uh, I wish it was there. Uh, I, I mentioned on the last episode that I went ahead and sponsored a product that's going to add that as a dongle. But there was definitely a couple times in the past week where I was missing it. Was it GameStopper? Did it cause me to not do something I really needed to do? No, it's just a little inconvenience and just getting used to not having it. But I haven't tried doing any recording with it yet. So that's still to come up. My biggest fear, I still think, is the fact that the lightning port, um, using the headphones, the lightning headphones in there, I do not feel comfortable at all putting those headphones in, connected into my iPhone 7 Plus when it's in my front pocket. I have actually bent the eighth inch headphone jack. I have a bent headphone jack here. It's not looking like, oh, it might kind of be bent. No, it is bent. I have bent one because it was in my pocket. So putting the iPhone 7 Plus in my front pocket with the Lightning headphones, and I, I'm afraid it won't bend. It'll break. So for now, whenever I'm going to be wearing jeans and I'm going to go out with my iPhone, I, I'm wearing the Bluetooth headphones. I don't take the Lightning headphones. Matter of fact, I'm only using the Lightning headphones when I have a sports coat or when I'm sitting here at my desk. Now, I've been testing the Rome headphones for the last week. They are the Bluetooth ones. I like them. They were designed by the guy that was one of the original members of Beats. What I like about them is they're a lanyard headphones. So they loop around your neck and then they just hang down. And the beauty of that was when I was traveling last week to Denver and back and forth, you just wear it around your neck and you don't worry about the urinal drop. So that is the beauty for me. Now, if you're not someone that wants to have this Bluetooth headphone hanging around your neck like like a big old medallion in the front of your chest, it might not be for you. But for me, I like it, and they work really well. 
So the Rome headphones, I'll, I'll talk about them more on the next episode, but I do want to mention I have been testing them for the last week and they've been working very well for me. And I do want to thank the folks from Rome for sending those over for me to test out. Again, next episode, I should have a more detailed review of them because there's more to them than just the convenience of wearing them like lanyard. Again, it's something I like. If you remember way back when, when the show early started out, one of the first set of headphones I ever had for the iPhone, the original iPhone, was a lanyard set of headphones. And I, I like the lanyards because, again, you don't have to worry about them when they fall out of your ear dropping into the urinal or onto the ground or losing them, which is something you'll probably have to worry about with the AirPods. Um, but with these, if they fall out of your ears, they're just going to hang down around your neck, which is also nice because it's convenient just to sit here at my desk and have it around my neck. And when I need to, just put it up to my ear. Again, more detailed review of them and the sound quality and everything else on the next episode. Thanks to all that sent in links on this next one, which is that the UK government has banned the Apple Watch from top-level meetings. The reason why is that it has a microphone, and the UK government is afraid that Russian hackers could get control of any device with the microphone and use it to eavesdrop on these meetings. There is no evidence or indication or anything showing that Russian hackers, or anyone else for that matter, have actually hacked an Apple Watch to do this, just that Theresa May's team has implemented this change, which follows up on the ban of smartphones from meetings put in place by former Prime Minister David Cameron. She is just kind of being overly conservative or cautious here. For some reason, this ban generated a lot of posts and articles out there. Really, it's just about the UK government doing something on the side of caution, banning Wi-Fi or cellular connected devices that have a microphone from being in the meeting. If it has a mic and can be connected to the internet, then it is banned from the UK cabinet meetings. And again, that sounds reasonable. I would imagine come January or February, when her counterpart here in the US takes office, if it's a she, that she's going to put in a similar ban. I mean, given all the headaches that she's had with Russian hackers or supposed Russian hackers in the last few months. Now, that all said, let's stick with security, and with iOS 10, some reported back in September that it actually made the encrypted backups less secure than they were with iOS 9.x, something Anonymous had accused Apple of doing to kowtow to the FBI. Except by the time Anonymous had said that, Apple had already said, oops, our bad, we did not mean to make the encrypted backups less secure, and we will fix that post-haste, and post-haste seems to mean iOS 10.1 beta 3. Because in iOS 10.1 beta 3, Apple did indeed go back to the much more secure and FBI-hated and anonymous-approved encryption method. So when iOS 10.1 is finally released, and if you are one of those with lots of tinfoil hats around, then you will want to upgrade to iOS 10.1 to get the more securely encrypted backup. We are happy to welcome a new sponsor to the show. And that is HelloFresh. Please visit HelloFresh.com and use promo code TII to save $35 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that makes cooking super simple and fun. My wife and I really enjoyed both making and eating the meals they sent. The latter point kind of being really important for me and the former point for her. Even if you've never really cooked before, you can do this. I even learned how to zest a lemon. That was for a great citrus salad dressing. Each week, HelloFresh creates new recipes with nice step-by-step instructions to follow that take less than 30 minutes to make. They deliver the meal kits right to your door in an insulated box with free shipping. Each kit has all the ingredients you need to make a delicious meal. And having all the ingredients is really key. The other day, my wife was making spaghetti and meatballs. Seems simple enough. About five minutes before it was done, we realized the sauce jar that had been opened, well... It had August 20th as the date we wrote on the lid, and it was October 9th. Yikes! So off I had to run to the store to get more sauce. That is as easy a meal as there is, and we had issues there. With HelloFresh, no issues like that. You get everything you need to make your meal in each meal kit, and you can choose either meat or vegetable meals, depending on your preference. But since this was something for both of us, I asked my wife to give her thoughts on this, and she said the following, quote, We've tried it all, planning dinner for the week, prepping dinner in advance for the whole month, eating the same meal on the same day each week, resorting to making breakfast for dinner because that's the best we could do. Making dinner is just not really our thing. 
It's not the cooking that's the issue, but it's the planning that gets us every time. It seems hard to find a rhythm. After receiving our first box of HelloFresh, I have been made a believer. Dinner is so much more enjoyable when you don't have to think about what to prepare. You just open the fridge, pull out the box, and start cooking. Every bit of the ingredients are included except for olive oil, salt, and pepper. The meals are more diverse than I would cook on my own. Each one was delicious, and we ate much healthier with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a great solution to the dinner time struggle, unquote. If you want to get a reaction like this from your wife or significant other, again, please visit HelloFresh.com and use promo code TII to save 35% off your first week of deliveries. Hi, Rob. This is Gary from Florida. I want to thank you for suggesting using Assisted Touch for uh, screenshots, but I wanted to go into it a little bit more. Uh, I found it extremely useful. When you went to Assisted Touch, you instructed people to only use one icon. Reason being, then you just tap the Assisted Touch on the screen and you take a screenshot. But uh, I found it to be useful for so much more. Instead of simply using one icon, you can add additional icons for functions that create the top-level menu and it can be really helpful. I've got a uh, case I love from a company called uh, NewerTech, and it's the uh, NewGuard KX. Very protective, very grippy, uh, not too uh, bulky. Love the case. Problem with the case, though, is that the volume button uh, are kind of flush, so if you're not looking, it's kind of hard to tell where your fingers are. Um, your assisted touch ID uh, uh, simply solves the problem for me. By using additional icons in the top-level menu, when I tap the assistive touch item, it brings up uh, several options. And the first thing I did was add volume down and volume up. So when I tap it, I do volume down and volume up, and it's super. I've also added a few other icons I find that uh, are really useful, which are uh, notification center, multitasking, home, and control center. If I've got the top-level menu, why not utilize it? What's interesting, too, is on your screenshot uh, suggestion for a set to touch, I move that to the where you press the icon down harder, uh, the 3D touch. Uh, that's part of that whole accessibility assistive touch menu. So uh, my icon, when I tap it, I can bring up a, my top-level menu, use my volume up and down buttons, or if I want to take a screenshot, I can uh, do the 3D touch and press a little harder and uh, then it does my screenshot, and it's super. They also said put it down by the uh, above the home button, uh, which is certainly fine, but uh, I find that if I move the assistive touch item over to the extreme right of the screen towards the middle in between a couple of my groups, that that's uh, worked out good for me. So I really want to thank you for suggesting the assistive touch. I want to uh, encourage people to explore that item a little bit more. They find that it can be real helpful. Yeah. So thanks, Rob. Gary, thanks for the feedback. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. How do you enable the virtual home button? I know you have to turn on assistive touch. I don't want to worry about wearing out my home button. I am also a voiceover user and have to click the home button a lot. Regards, Maria. Hi, Maria. It's actually pretty easy. What you need to do is go into the Settings app, then go to General, then Accessibilities, and then you will see an option under Accessibilities called Assistive Touch. Tap that to turn it on, and then you will see the ability under Customize Top-Level Menu, that's what we've been talking about, and then set it up for how you want. Like if you're Gary, where you want to use it for many different things, you can set it up that way, or as I said on the last episode, you can go ahead and set it up where it's just for a single option, where I use it for just taking screenshots. Once you've got that done, then you need to go to Settings, General Accessibility, and Accessibility Shortcut, and then select Assistive Touch. That way, when you triple tap on the Home button, it goes to Assistive Touch. So first you gotta go to Accessibilities, Assistive Touch, Customize Top Level Menu. Then you need to go to Accessibilities, Accessibility Shortcut, and then select Assistive Touch. Back to the email bag. Hey Rob, on my iPhone 6, I have about five voicemails from my aunt and she passed away on September 28th. And I want to get my iPhone 7 Plus, but I don't want to lose those voicemails. 
if I get the iPhone 7 Plus, will I still have those voicemails? And yes, my iPhone 6 is backed up. Regards, Charday. Charday, first off, my sympathies and condolences for your loss. Now, what you need to do before you do anything else right now, go to each voicemail, tap on it, and at the top right, tap on the box with the arrow out and email yourself those voicemail messages. This way, you always have them. And yes, you should still have them when you do the update. All mine came over. But should and will are not the same word. Best to email yourself each of those and then back them up on your computer somewhere. Then do the upgrade. So don't risk it. Again, they should all come over. That doesn't mean they will all come over. Back to the email bag. Hello, Rob. Love your show. I called Apple and asked them about availability of the SIM-free iPhone 7. They simply said it's not available. They added you need an account with a carrier. They would not say when it would become available. We folks on Straight Talk and our Total Wireless bring your own phone type plans. Need a SIM-free version just to move our SIM card over to the new phone. What are your spies at Apple saying about the SIM-free option availability for U.S. customers in the future? Thanks for all you do. Regards, Mark Day. Well, Mark, my spies are telling me the SIM-free version is now available to order in the U.S., so no more waiting for you or anyone else on Straight Talk or any other carrier that is not one of the big four in the U.S. Again, you can now order the SIM-free version of the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, just might take a while to get it. Hey, Rob. Carl Brooks from Detroit, Michigan. On your last podcast, you mentioned as well as a email bag caller mentioned about weaning yourself off of wired headsets or the audio headsets. I, I, I don't understand what how that's relevant to the, the 7. I mean, the 7 still comes with a wired headset as well as the adapters, so I don't, I don't really understand why people need to wean themselves off of anything, because if they use the audio jack headset in the past, they would just use the new headset, so I don't really quite understand that, that logic there. Uh, but but in regards to Bluetooth headsets, I've been using the LG headsets, those things have been incredible, there's no battery drain, the audio is crisp and clear, you can choose to put in one ear or both ears, and they're so lightweight that i Again, I even have them on my neck. So, and those have been up there for years. So, if anyone's looking for a Bluetooth, the LG products uh, have been incredible. And I'm assuming they have a patent because I hadn't seen really any copycats uh, that are similar to LG. So, again, uh, the LG is a great product. Thanks for the show. I appreciate all the efforts you put into it. Bye. Carl, you're asking how it's relevant to why you have to wean yourself and get used to using Bluetooth with the wired ones and where it may not work. Well, here's a perfect example. Last week when I was running my battery down to see how far down I can go on the battery life, one of the issues I ran into was once the battery did run down, I needed to recharge the phone. And at that point in time, I, my choices were to connect it and recharge it and not use it or connect it, recharge it and use it and listen to podcasts and music at that point in time via Bluetooth. But I couldn't charge it and listen via the uh, lightning because I was having to charge it. It was at 3%. It was about to die and I had to connect it to power. And at that point, if I wanted to use the phone for anything, I had to have Bluetooth headphones. So while I was connecting it to my battery pack to charge it, I had to have the Bluetooth headphones at that point. There was no choice in the matter. And as I mentioned earlier, I have bent eighth inch headphone jacks in my iPhone because they were in the front pocket and I sat down and it bent them. That would have snapped off the lightning adapter. I guarantee you that would have snapped the lightning. If that had been the lightning in, the, in my pocket when that bent the headphone jack, it would have snapped the lightning off inside there. So that's the other place where I'm not going to be using lightning headphones. I'm afraid that they're going to break. So I've got the case where I'm going to be having them in my front pocket in my blue jeans, which is where I like to carry my iPhone, not my back pocket, because I'm just too heavy to sit down on an iPhone. Um, and I like it in the front pocket screen towards my leg so it's protected uh, I just will not put the lightning port connector in there when it's in my jeans because I'm afraid I'm going to break it so those are the two places where I have to charge it and where I'm going to have a jeans where I have to have bluetooth we are now over 3500 members in our google plus community and growing thanks to everyone that has joined and thanks for the great posts 
And as always, whenever I put up a new episode, I pin it to the top of the Google Plus community. And that is your opportunity to go in there and leave some comments about the most recent episode. If you don't want to email the show or you don't want to call the show, that's a place where you can put some public messaging before the next episode comes out. And from the Google Plus community, per the last episode, uh, here are a couple of those comments from Brian Lancaster. Quote, thank you so much for the tip on assistive touch for screenshot. This was a tip you should have helped us out a long time ago when the sleep-wake button was moved to the side of the iPhone. LOL. Unquote. Brian, you're right. I should have helped on that one a while ago, and I probably should have helped on that one when I figured it out earlier this summer. But I don't remember if that was something that was new with iOS 10 when I I figured it out when I went to the beta, or if I had figured it out if that was available on iOS 9. From Chris Frazier, quote, Hi, Rob. Uh, Just another super helpful episode, especially answering the listeners' questions about how to do a hard reset on the iPhone 7. Still waiting for my 7 Plus to come in, but I'm making a note of this now, unquote. And thanks to the others that left messages as well. And if you don't want, again, to email the show or call the show, you can go to todayinios.com slash community, and you can leave some comments for episode 410, which will be pinned to the top of the page, at least until episode 411 is released. Time to continue on with some of the new features, changes of iOS 10. This is the very, very quick update to just remind you what some of them are. This is the final group of updates for iOS 10 that I'll be going over. First up, the first group is for quick type. There is new emojis, including gender diverse options to existing characters, single parent family variations, rainbow flag, and beautiful redesigns of popular emojis. There's contextual predictions for current location, recent addresses, contact information, and calendar availability using deep neural network technology. There is emoji predictions. There is also calendar events are intelligently populated using deep learning technology with information from your conversations in mail and messages. There's multilingual typing now that lets you type in two languages at once without having to switch keyboards. Rest and type on the iPad intelligently adapts to your unique typing patterns. Predictive typing now uses deep neural network technology for greater prediction accuracy. Seems like a lot of Big Brother uh, Terminator type stuff there, but okay. AI, hopefully it's all for the good. Then there's a phone. Voice transcription. This is in beta, and I am liking it. I'll tell you what. I looked at a couple transcriptions this past week. Wow, they were really accurate. I mean, blow away Google uh, Mail. Just blow it away. I mean, it was pretty much 99% accurate on the transcription. I was actually really surprised. There is also now spam call alerts with spam call identification apps. There is support for third-party VoIP apps receiving calls on the lock screen, including support for call waiting, mute, and do not disturb. And then finally, other improvements. So this is kind of the hodgepodge miscellaneous group. Uh, Apple Pay is now available in Safari. There are View two pages at once using split-screen view in Safari on the iPad. So you can have two different windows up there. Notes collaboration lets you invite people to work on your notes together. Markup support in messages, photos, and PDFs stored in notes. Bedtime alarm in the clock app lets you set regular sleep schedule and receive bedtime reminders. What is... See, I can't even say regular sleep schedule because it's not in my vocabulary, literally. Health adds support for health records and organ donation, U.S. only. Stabilization support for live photos for improved camera capture. Live filter support when capturing live photos. iCloud Drive now supports desktop and documents folder for macOS. Live search results in Spotlight for Chinese and Japanese. Siri support for Spanish and Chile, Chinese, Cantonese, and China. English for Ireland, English for South Africa. Ling Hua and Kaitai Black document fonts for Chinese. Yo Kaioso. <laughs> oh man, am I going to mutilate this one? Yu Kaiokasho and Topan Bunku, B U N K Y U fonts for Japanese. I'm so sorry, Amiko. 
new definition dictionaries in traditional Chinese and Danish and bilingual dictionaries in Dutch and Italian, new keyboards in Spanish and Latin America. Of course, some features are not available for all devices, countries, or carriers. And that is our wrap-up for iOS 10. What are the key new features in iOS 10? Go back to episode 408 and I think 407 and 406 and maybe 405 before that to get the whole list. Kind of broke it out over those episodes. A lot of great new features in iOS 10. More coming as iOS 10.1 comes out here, especially if you have the iPhone 7 Plus with the bokeh feature. That's going to be really great uh, if you haven't upgraded to the beta you're going to love it just again as i said earlier don't abuse it on the last episode which i wrote notes on saturday and recorded on sunday the 9th i said the following about the note 7 quote this device is seriously dangerous it is not a manufacturing issue at this point it is a design issue the whole note 7 line and mark my words on this will be recalled and scuttled unquote and on monday the 10th Samsung recalled the entire line, and on Tuesday the 11th, Sammy scuttled the whole line. Sometimes it takes a while for my predictions to prove out. This time it took just two days. I think what Samsung did was the right decision. Take the short-term but big hit versus a long-term series of bigger hits. This whole situation will be studied over and over and over by every smartphone OEM and analyst and MBA school for years to come. So when I first saw reports of the boxes, as in plural, users of the Note 7 were being sent to return their devices, I really thought it was just another of many jokes around the Note 7 that people were popping up all over the place. After all, it showed that there were even gloves being sent with it. But nope, no joke. You get safety gloves, and then an anti-static bag, and then an inner OEM replacement box, and then there's an inner box, and then finally... That all goes inside the thermal box. And on the side of it, it says ground and vessel shipment only for Bowdoin to be transported by air. That is what Sammy's Note 7 users are being sent to send back their exploding smartphones. While it might have been Samsung that hammered in the final nail in the Note 7 casket by rightfully scuttling the whole product line, It was actually the FAA that then lowered that casket of the Note 7 into an unmarked grave. They issued a complete and utter flight ban for the Note 7 that started on October 15th in the U.S. You cannot fly with a Note 7 turned on or off or in any other mode inside a bucket of water or in a fireproof box or any way, shape, or form. They are forbidden on any plane. From the FAA, quote, Anyone violating the ban may be subject to criminal prosecution in addition to fines, unquote. To put that into perspective, if you are a U.S. Air Marshal, you can bring on board your P-229 Sig Sauer sidearm, but even U.S. Air Marshals cannot bring on board a Note 7 without themselves being subject to criminal prosecution. Thanks again to Texture for supporting the show. As I said before, Texture is essentially the Netflix of magazines. You get access to well over 150 of the top magazines, we are talking binge reading. Very sweet. I have been really enjoying my subscription to Texture as it gets me access to my favorite magazines, Macworld, Wired, Popular Science, and Fortune. Plus, I also get access to PC World and PC Magazine, two of which I would never, ever think of paying for, but occasionally we'll have an article that is beneficial for this show, or dare I say it, just interesting. That is the beauty of Texture. You get access to over 150 top magazines covering every niche with your subscription. And with college basketball season right around the corner, there are a bunch of sports magazines I'll be getting into. ESPN and Sports Illustrated, to name two. Actually, I have 14 magazines in my favorites library already. And the beauty is you don't just get the latest issues, you get past issues. But speaking of the latest issues, one of the magazines I grew up reading and is on texture is Nat Geo. And I am a history buff and love history podcasts. And the latest Nat Geo goes over the Persian Empire. So if you just listen to the Hardcore History King of Kings series, well, Nat Geo gives you a wrap-up to that with some pictures to boot. And as a TII listener, you can get a free trial to try out the service and app for yourself. Go to texture.com slash TII to get a free 14-day trial and start your binge reading today. That's T-E-X-T-U-R-E. 
The magazines look great on your iPhone and iPad, and that means you have access to all the magazines anytime, anywhere. And here is what I really like. You can search for a topic across all the magazines. Search for podcasts, then sort by the newest, and I can keep up to date from my day job. Sign up at Texture right now and gain insider access to all the content from the world's best publications, and no trees were killed to bring you these great publications. It's all just bits, man. Once again, go to texture.com slash T-I-I, that's T-E-X-T-U-R-E, to get your free 14-day trial. Hi, Rob. This is Dr. Avnish Chopra calling from New Delhi, India. I just got my new iPhone 7, and of course I knew I wouldn't be getting a headphone, 3.5mm analog headphone jack, and I was prepared for the lightning adapter. No problems with the jack, just noticed a minor issue with the headphones which I thought I should bring to your attention. Normally when we take off our headphones and wrap them up, there is a small clip on the right headphone, the right headphone ear, which attaches to the left headphone so that your headphones don't get entangled. I noticed in the headphones I got, and I checked with a couple of friends who also got the same, that this clip was missing. So you couldn't really clip the two headphones, the one for the left ear and the right ear together. So they tend to get entangled and all messed up. I know it's a very minor point, but it's important. And I thought I'd bring to your attention and also check if anyone else has the same issues. Love your show. It's really nice. And you'll be surprised to know there are a lot of people in India who follow it. Take care. Bye. Dr. Chopra, thank you for the feedback and the kind words. I looked at my headphones that came with my iPhone 7 Plus, the Lightning port headphones, and yes, they do have the clip that you are missing. So I'm not sure why yours are missing. You may want to talk to your local Apple store if there is a local, actually there's not a local Apple store yet in India, Uh, but you may want to talk to wherever you purchased the Apple iPhone and see about getting a replacement because there should be that clip. So it sounds like you got a defective pair. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Thanks for running through the top offenders of battery drain in a recent episode. I made most of those changes, and my battery is really good now. What a big difference. You're the man. Regards, Woody. P.S. I'd add raise to wake to that list. Woody, thanks. Yep, plan to add a few others. Since I really get to play now with my 7 Plus, there are some features for it that were not available on the 6 Plus, so there's definitely some features I need to add to that list. Hi, Rob. I'm not the best to help with this, but I was listening on the way home from work and had a thought. The guy that needs three headphones for his laptop, iPhone, and such, I only have an Apple iPhone and iPad, and one old iPad and several old iPhones also, so no MacBook or any other Apple products. But thinking back, the Pencil has a lightning coupler, I believe, is it possible that you could use your lightning headphones on the macbook maybe use an iphone cable and then the coupler into the lightning headphones i don't have the pencil coupler myself so i can't test this but it seems like it would work just a thought i personally haven't used or recorded headphones on my phone in years so to me it makes no difference i didn't think about my laptop it's the only thing i use corded headphones on Love the show. Longtime listener. Regards, Kirk G. Hmm. Kirk, I have not tried it yet either. And I can't find my little adapter that came with my Lightning, my Apple Pen. So uh, I sheepishly must say, if someone else out there does know where their little adapter still is, hasn't lost it like me, I'm sure it's around here somewhere. My wife cleaned the office one day, so I'm sure it's around here somewhere. But if someone hasn't lost it, if you could try it out, let us know if that works, where you can then connect a USB lightning cable and then use that little coupler and see if that works. It'll be interesting to see if Mac OS will recognize them. I'm going to dig around here in my office a little bit more this week and hopefully report back on the next episode. But if anyone else does know where their coupler is from their Apple Pen and is able to test out the lightning headphones to see if they work with their PC or Mac, 
let me know, especially on the PC side, because hopefully I'll find it here in the next week and test on the Mac side. But if anyone tests on the PC and or Mac, uh, let me know what you did and if it worked. But be careful not to blow them up, because I don't know what will happen when you get that power go through to your headphones. Now, Rob, just writing to give my thoughts about the iPhone 7 Plus. Got my black 256 gig 7 Plus five days ago. It arrived 10 days late because... O2 UK and Apple botched the supply of the devices and their delivery company messed up by failing to deliver for another three days. They couldn't be asked to find, they couldn't be asked to find my address. I got my device after a painful 10 days. And so I now know your pain as you wait yours. At any rate, love the device. Not sure I regret not getting the jet black as the one uh, just looks, this one just looks perfect to me. Not sure what all the fuss about missing the headphone jack is. Personally, I stopped using it ages ago. I find it very annoying when I get gets caught on things and when I'm running and it gets yanked out of my ears. It's a data technology anyway. It needed to go. And I think, as always, people will moan and moan and then finally get over it. I haven't tried the Lightning earphones yet. Got Beats Bluetooth headphones, which work perfect. Battery life is mind-blowing coming from my 6S which I always had to have a waterproof battery case. Now with the phone being water resistant, I might not be needing the waterproof case, poor life proof, whatever they're going to do now uh, for money. I can't believe the bass on the stereo speakers, especially the one up top, impressive. Overall, I consider it a good upgrade for anyone really. That all said, I still seem to be having what I believe are iOS 10 issues. Still get the control of music and pocket playback being lost when connected via Bluetooth to my car. I started experiencing this with iOS 10 on my 6S, so I think it is a software issue. Also, Apple Maps sometimes stops working during the commute, which can be a bit annoying. I wonder what wonder at time whether this is related to my alerts for the time to leave for the next destination going off while I'm driving and then taking me back to the Maps app to start off screen. I wonder if any other listeners of the show are experiencing issues with Apple Maps. Would love to know. Anyway, thanks for the opportunity uh, to praise and vent. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Regards, Tosin from Riddick, UK. Well, Tosin, thank you for your feedback. Hey, Rob. It's Brent out here in Oklahoma City. I wanted to address a couple of things, or, yeah, I guess it was a couple of things that you mentioned uh, in your last episode, one you were talking about the Kickstarter and the Indiegogo projects and how, you know, those were funding projects and you just have to take a chance and a gamble. Well, I have only funded two projects, one Indiegogo and one Kickstarter, and I have um, not been uh, lucky on either one of those. And on the Indiegogo project, it was actually a $300 price tag that I was not going just to let go by the wayside and, and just let them have my $300. So I did go ahead, and I don't know how everyone else's banks are, but I bank with Chase, and I filed a dispute with my credit card uh, against Indiegogo for that transaction. And so, of course, Indiegogo did come back and rebuttal my dispute, but I provided Chase with documentation of the purchase and when it said it should be delivered, and they did find in my favor. So I did receive the $300 back from my credit card. So I encourage others out there to not just take, you know, this line down and say, hey, well, I'm going to lose my money, and that's just the way it is. I um, am going to encourage others to do what I did and contact your credit card company and file a dispute because you have a receipt that says you purchased an item. It says when it should be delivered, and, yes, it is a funding project, but it also you are paying for an item that is supposed to be delivered to you if it gets funded. So if it does not get funded, I understand that. But if it does get funded, then you should receive that item. And so I wasn't going to take it just lying down and lose $300. And I did get my $300 back. Chase was great about disputing the charge. And I did provide documentation, and they did find in my favor. So I would encourage others to maybe do the same. You know, I know there's a lot of projects are, you know, maybe 30 and $40 and maybe not such a big deal, but $300 to me is not just um, a little money. So that's something to consider. And the next thing is that everybody's asking about, you know, charging your 
headphones while listening or charging your iPhone while listening to um, your headphones. Apple now has updated their dock, their lightning dock. It's $49, and it does have a 3.5 millimeter jack on the dock itself now, so you can actually dock your iPhone if your iPhone is in a case that can be docked, and you can actually also have headphones plugged into that little dock. And it's um, it's a neat little deal. I have mine sitting by my bed, and so now if I want to listen to music and charge my phone, I can do so at the same time with my 3.5 millimeter headphones. So just thought I'd let everyone know that Apple does have that. It's forty nine dollars on their store. It's a nice little dock. It's you know it's Apple quality, stainless steel, and just a real quality product. It doesn't come with the you know charging cable or anything like that. It just comes with the dock. You have to provide your own cable and so forth. But uh, it does have the 3.5 millimeter jack, so that does give you a way to listen and charge your phone or your device at the same time. That's all i got for now. Thanks for everything you do. Have a good day. Bye. Brent, thanks for that feedback. And hey, well, I guess that's transition time for us to go into this week's Kickstarter project. This week for our Kickstarter project, there is the Jukes Premium Aluminum Apple Watch Bands, and just search for J-U-U-K. So I, I guess that's Juke. J-U-U-K. This one had a goal of $10,052 and has reached 10886 And yes, they've reached their goal. This one you have until November 4th at 1.32 p.m. to fund if interested, which would be surprising because I haven't said much about it. Pricing on this is about $50 U.S., and it will not ship until January 2017. It is the name that's kind of a giveaway on this. It's an aluminum Apple Watch band. They have multiple colors and two sizes, one for each Apple Watch. This is a very masculine looking and thick watch band. If you are looking for a stylish and sturdy watch band for any Apple Watches out there, this is a good looking option. Search again for J-U-U-K at kickstarter.com or in the show notes for episode 410 at todayinios.com. Note, it is coming from Hong Kong, so there is a shipping charge, and they want to make a note that it seems that uh, the shipping costs are in Hong Kong dollars, not U.S., so don't freak out when you see the shipping costs. That's not U.S. dollars. This is Luis calling from Doha, Qatar. I'll try to be quick here. Just a couple of things I'd like to cover. Just got my new iPhone 7 Plus, 128 silver. This is my second option. It's very hard to get the black one here in the Middle East. So, so far, it's my first uh, dark iPhone. Really like it, enjoying it. And uh, I moved the old from the old phone to the new one using the iTunes backup feature. It was almost hassle-free, but the iCloud Photo Library and Apple Music gave me some headache. But uh, now I have everything uh, set up on my new phone. First thing I did after getting uh, everything set up was to install iOS 10.1 beta. That's mainly because of the Vulkan feature that I'm crazy to use it. I'm really a fan of photography since uh, uh, iPhone 6. I don't use my DSLR anymore. Just use the phone and very satisfied. The Vulkan feature makes it even more awesome. Uh, I also noticed that after setup, uh, the phone was very laggy yes, for the first day. I think it was indexing something, and uh, now after second or third day of use, things are back to normal. Headphone jack was uh, is now also a hassle. What I came up with is that I'm going to be keeping my old headphone jack and uh, the headphone itself, and I'm going to pass over the lightning one. That's mainly uh, because I travel a lot, and I need to connect it also to my laptop, so there is no lightning connector on the laptop, so I just keep it uh, the old ones and pass over with my old phone to the next user. New home button, also fine. Love the new thing. I think it's uh, one last thing to be broken. And last but not least, in the last uh, podcast, there was a user, uh, listener, asking for uh, the parking uh, location uh, feature on the iOS 10. He said it uh, doesn't work uh, with his uh, car stereo. I don't have a solution for that, but since uh, before iOS 10, I'm using a third-party uh, solution, which is uh, a car charger called uh, Zeus, which is uh, Z-U-S. You can find on Google. I really like their feature. It's a, it's a very well-built car charger, which also creates a link, a Bluetooth link with their phone and their app to register your parking uh, whenever that link is broken or you turn off your car. 
it's very nice. If you want to look into that, won't work with the building solution on the iOS, but uh, I use it for more than a year now, and it, it's great. I read, I'd rather use that than the Apple solution building iOS 10. Okay, so thank you very much for all you do, and uh, have a nice day. Regards. Luis, thanks for that feedback. And I've been playing around with my Zeus this past week. I, I still need to get a little bit more because I've been traveling that much in my car. A little more experience on it with my iPhone 7 Plus, and I'll talk about it on a future episode. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Two negatives I noticed with iOS 10 is there is no longer the mail in the mail app the option to delete all emails in a folder in one hit, apart from the bin folder. Also, my keyboard shortcuts appear to have been have not been retained in the update. I wonder if these two things are bugs or intentional regards, Steve and Brisbane. Well, Steve, I can't really comment on the mail part of it, but the keyboard ones, at least my shortcuts have remained, so I don't know why you lost yours. Did you do a full backup, the encrypted backup, the full one, uh, before you did the upgrade? Uh, is this a new phone or is this the old phone? Uh, at least for me, my shortcuts that I had created in iOS 9 or earlier did make it over to iOS 10 and then over to the new phone. As always, if you have any feedback you want to share per anything anyone said or asked here, give us a call 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. It's Daniel from Wisbeach, Cambridgeshire, currently residing in Huntingdon in Cambridgeshire. What a geography lesson you're getting. So, I want to talk a little bit about iOS 10 update and the improvements I think is made to the battery. Now, bearing in mind I'm only using an iPhone 6, however, the battery has always plagued me a little bit. And it just lately I've noticed it's either charging a lot faster or it seems to be handling usage a lot better. Now, let me tell you about the average usage. I have signed up to every dating app there is on the planet. I'm not embarrassed, I deal with it, I love it. I'm on Tinder, Plenty of Fish, Happen, Match, um, this other one, I don't even know what it's called, Zook or something or other. I'm even on things that I'm basically blatantly the only person on it, because let's face it, I'm not getting any messages. and I'm not being funny, but look at me. Why wouldn't you message? So I want to talk about the battery issues. I believe they've been improved, and I'd be keen to know if anybody else feels the same way. Um, I've had a little look as well about your tips of the previous uh, podcast, episode 403,002 or whatever. Uh, and uh, I did all that. Thank you very much again. Well done. So I don't know whether or not this is just a congratulations to you for improving my battery, but I've just noticed it today that I've had a very exceptional day. But that was after listening to your podcast, which focused on some great battery tips. Ah, so, okay. I think I might have undersold that a little bit, and I should have been congratulating you and your epic podcast before going on about my sad, lonely life and the need to be on every dating app. However, I still am on every dating app, and you've improved it, thus enabling me to be in front of more women. You, my friend, are the resurgence of Scylla Black reincarnated in life form. You probably won't know who Scylla Black is. She was very famous in the UK in the 80s, used to host a program called Blind Date, where exceptionally sad, lonely men used to line up on stools to not be seen by a woman, but to try and entice them with their mouth Oh my God, that sounds wrong. And then the screen would flip back and they would be presented before this attractive woman in all their geeky glory for the jubilation of the audience to laugh and mock the man who probably then went on to commit suicide. But anyway, I digress. I do wander off topic a little bit too much. What I'm trying to say is, Rob, thank you so much for providing information and tips that you do and you squeeze it into such a an epic podcast i have no idea how you do it you need a phd in podcastery Uh, love your work love your face daniel as always thanks for your feedback and have a nice day hey siri why is your name siri it's a riddle wrapped in an enigma tied with a pretty ribbon of obfuscation Hey Siri, why is your name Siri? Siri, pleased to meet you. Hey Siri, why is your name Siri? My name is Siri. Hey Siri, why is your name Siri? My name is Siri, but you knew that already. Hey Siri, why is your name Siri? 
Siri has many subtle, metaphorical, and frankly contradictory meanings, none of which I am at liberty to discuss. Sorry about that. Thanks again to Texture for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to Texture, T-E-X-T-U-R-E dot com slash T-I-I to get your free trial and access to well over 150 of the best and most popular magazines. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at today and iOS at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else, an app, a product review, good or bad. As long as it's iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature on the show that you've created an iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music. Please, please, more music that you've created an iOS device to play on the show. Your show and your feedback is greatly desired. Also, please check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Thanks again to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Folks, please go to hellofresh.com and use the promo code TII to save $35 off your first week of deliveries. Next episode is episode 411, which if you know about my start in podcasting is a very special episode number indeed. Finally, check out our newly updated TI app, which is free to you. We now have the Apple Watch app included. Search TII in the iTunes App Store. It's the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course. Please go right now and download the TI app. And per this episode, that, folks, is almost going to do it for us. I say almost as there is some additional listener feedback after the music, so please stick around for that. But that's basically it for me for this episode. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Lipson.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Lipson.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.
Rob. This is Kim from Salem, Oregon. On the 26th of this month, I went down to the Sprint store and got my 128 gigabyte jet black or matte black, something like that. Um, iPhone 7. I love it. It's awesome, especially the solid stay home button, which took some getting used to, but it's really cool. <laughs> Um, the sound on the 7 is amazing. I mean, well, the dual speakers are wonderful, and when I use Siri, it just sounds a lot, uh, it just sounds, I don't know, it just sounds different. Um, it's interesting. I don't know what they did, but yay, Apple. <laughs> um, the case for my phone is going to be arriving on Saturday. It's the smart battery case, which is black to match my phone. So I'm looking forward to, you know, day plus of battery life. I'm not going to charge my phone as much. And um, I think it'll be a lot better than the Mopia case that I I've been using using previously with my other phones uh, since it's thinner and sure there's that battery mop in the back, but I don't mind. It helps you hold it better, I guess. I'm just really enjoying my phone, and I'll talk to you later, and I'm glad Daniel's back again. Anyway, a great show, and uh, uh, love your show. Bye.